all of our people. So thank God for you being here. So now I believe you're going to have a lot of Amen. Amen.
I hope you never get tired of hearing the beautifully talented choir members of the Faith Temple Church Choir. That's one way of letting you know that this is a Sunday episode. You know when you hear choir music. If you don't hear choir music in the beginning of the episode, that tells you it's just another regular episode that I was able to make during the day. Any other day besides Sunday. And you know exactly who this is, your one and only leader, Sarah Adewalu. I hope y'all are doing great on this wonderfully pleasant Sunday afternoon. Man, I really love it when it's super nice out. 50 degree weather is the best. I was thinking to myself that the groundhog most likely saw his shadow because that means we're having a pretty early spring or some semblance of it at the moment. And that's just the way I like it. So yeah, I'll just dive into it right now. This is another YMCA-related episode where I talk about my co-workers. In the previous episode I just did on Friday, I talked about the supervisor, her assistant, um, the woman who serves as the camp director, and, you know, just all the adults who worked alongside us at the Wise Campsite in Camp Oradom in New York. In this episode, I'll focus more on my co-workers, you know, my co-counselors, lifeguards, all of whom are closest to me in age. Um, So, yeah, one of the striking differences between the YMCA and the YWCA, where I worked this past summer, um, is that at the YMCA, we didn't have anyone who was training to become a counselor. Um, so basically an LIT, you know, leaders in training, someone like trained to be a counselor. Um, LITs were available only at the YWCA, um, but not actually at the YMCA. At the YMCA, I think everyone who was applying for a position had to have some kind of experience with children. Um, So you had to be a full counselor, unfortunately. I don't think you could be someone who was actually training to become one. You know, just like what we had at the YWCA. So yeah, most of my peers were my co-counselors, and I'll do my best to talk about as many of them as much as I can in this episode um, before Anchor blasts me about my recording time limit, which is one hour. Um, it sucks, but that's just the way it is with Anchor. Can't really control that, you know. But it really is still the best recording app to use, though. Um, I don't really trust smart recorders so much anymore. Um... I have a lot more faith than Anchor now. Um, So anyway, the first co-counselor I'd like to talk about um, is this girl who sort of served as an assistant to the counselors. 
Uh, I'm not sure if I'm wording this properly, but her role was basically to sort of go around each camp group to talk to the counselors about upcoming camp events and activities. And she herself even took part in some of the activities and led them and coordinated them. I have a very specific example of an activity that she took part in and, you know, organized in which she kind of dressed up in a costume, you know, I guess like a mermaid or something for a theme related activity week at camp. Because every week at the Y camp, there was some sort of themes of activities. Um, I'm not sure if I explained that in the previous YMCA episode that I did back in the summer of 2021. Um, But I think at some point we did like a Halloween theme related thing. But yeah, this girl sort of dressed up as a mermaid for something for like one of the activities. Um, I can't remember anymore. Um, But most of the campers in my Kahagan group, well, within the Kahagan group itself, that is, um, (laughs) they sort of kept giving it away, like knowing full well it was really this girl underneath that costume she was wearing. Like, they were kind of saying to her, oh, we know it's you kind of thing, like just sort of spoiling the fun. But like, yeah, uh, I'll try to explain that some more in a little bit when I get the chance. Uh, but I just want to talk more about this girl first. Uh, I'm not sure how long it'll take me to talk about her, um, but I have so much I want to say about her. Um, positive things, of course. Ne- nothing negative about this girl, I promise y'all. So I'll start off by saying that she's Filipino and she's very pretty. There was one time that she showed up to camp wearing a skirt or something. I think she said she had an interview for a job later that day and she wasn't able to stay the whole entire time. Um, Basically, this girl's role at camp was a second director to the counselors, if that makes sense. She was the one whom the main supervisor had going around each counselor's assigned camp group to give them updates on important information. Um, Whenever we arrived at camp via the school buses, um, this girl was the one whom we had to turn in our attendance sheet to. um, Based on the current number of campers we had present within our camp groups. Um, So that was the main YMCA copy of the attendance sheet paper, um, which this girl would give to the supervisor herself. When... And, yeah, when the supervisor arrived at the campsite on our own. And um, as counselors, we had our own counselor copy of our campers' attendance sheet roster. You know, so that we could sort of give a head count during the day. And, yeah, I know it sounds a bit confusing, um, but that's just the way things were at the YMCA. Um, It's definitely that much different from the YWCA where we used iPads, which made our lives that much easier. So I'm going to just take a quick water break. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, y'all know me always wanting to go for my water breaks. You know, that usually happens when I talk so much. I can't help it. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) So back to this girl, as I'm talking about her, I'm actually thinking about my fellow black sister 
whom I worked alongside with at the YWCA this past summer um, for our camp group, Group 1B. You know, the second to the youngest age group of campers at the YW. And, you know, that girl, uh, my, <clears throat> you know, the black girl um, who worked alongside me, um, she, runs, she reminded me a little bit too much of this girl at the YMCA. Um, there's just something about both of these girls' voice tones that just screams leadership. The black girl in my group 1B at the YWCA, um, she was the one leading the group, um, just giving out other commands and everything of that nature. And I was just there sort of like assisting her. Um, so whenever she'd get the attention of the 1B campers to quiet down and listen to her, she would do the clapping trick routine that the black assistant director dude would try in order to get all of us to pay attention to a speech for the morning dismissal and general camp announcements. So I'm just going to repeat that clapping routine right now. And um, again, this was from the YWCA where I worked this past summer. Um, so, so this is what the black girl counselor would do to get the 1B campers to listen to her. Like th the clapping trick that she would do like three times. So here it is. And then all the um, campers, I guess including myself and the Hispanic woman, we'd sort of clap along with her too, you know, just to say that we got her attention. So we'd repeat it back like this. And then she'd do it two more times. So let me just do it two more times. Then this is us again. And then the last and final time, which is the third time, you know, that everyone should have been quiet by now. So here. And then here's us for that third time. <laughs> yeah, so. So, yeah, the black assistant director dude was the one that would do that for us in the mornings for his morning speech announcements. <laughs> it's always hilarious whenever he did that. And even more so hilarious whenever this girl would do it. My fellow black sister. Um, <laughs> the exact same routine that she would use to get our fellow 1B campers to stop talking to each other and listen to her announcements. When, you know, commands, like, you know, to line up for lunch or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was basically her own way of saying, one, two, three, eyes on me. And then whenever we repeated the clapping routine after her, um, it was our way of letting her know, one, two, three, eyes on you. Um, but that really meant that the campers needed to stop talking to each other and obey her. So yeah, this girl reminded me so much of that Filipino girl at the YMCA, um, just in the similarity of their voices, which was loud enough to command leadership and authority. Um, at the YMCA, um, the girl, you know, the Filipino girl, um, she would just say, one, two, three, eyes on me. And we'd all just repeat after her, one, two, three, eyes on you. You know, just so that we're showing that we're paying attention to what she had to tell us. 
Um, she was the one that sort of did the supervisor roles um, because she was someone closer to us in age. And she's actually a year older than me. I think she was the one who kind of ran the social media side of camp in terms of the pictures and stuff. Um, so during camp, we would have a scavenger hunt included as one of the weekly activities. And during those scavenger hunts, the counselors were encouraged to take pictures of the campers themselves participating in those activities. The pictures had to be only of the campers, not of the counselors or staff included in them, only the campers themselves, so that we could have them posted to the group meet chat. And um, this girl was the one who actually created a separate group meet chat um, dedicated specifically to all the photos taken of the campers at camp, engaged in all the activities, including the scavenger hunts. So she once asked me to send pictures of my Kahag on blue campers participating in one of the scavenger hunts, which I did, of course. And um, about this girl personally, um, I got to know her a little bit one time during lunchtime when she and I were sitting together at a table in the cabin dining room. I think at the time I was one of the counselors for Team Kahagan, but I wasn't sure which team color I was with. My main team color within Kahagan was blue. Um, but I think at the time I was temporarily with one of the other colors, like red, green, or yellow. I can't remember which one anymore, um, but I believe it was sometime in the second week of camp. Um, so anyway, at this time, she said that she went to Stockton and graduated back in 2018. And I totally forgot what she said her major was. I think it was psychology or something, but I could be dead ass wrong. <laughs> um, at the time, I let her know that my working at the Y would hopefully open up doors for me to find my dream job in journalism. At the time, I was still enrolled at Montclair State's graduate program in public relations offered at their School of Communication and Media. Um, I don't really like to talk about that right now for very obvious reasons that I won't go into right now. Um, oh, that was, <coughs> sorry, that was the truth at the time. Um, but anyway, we sort of bonded over the fact that we're both a year apart from each other. I think she also mentioned that she'd been working at the Y for about a year or two, so she seemed like someone who kind of knew all the ropes and stuff. It was pretty obvious. Um, I'm currently looking at her Facebook profile, and I just sent her a friend request, so now I'm hoping she gets back to me and accepts it. Yeah, I'm cyber-stalking my peers now. According to her Facebook, um, she's actually from New Milford, which is the current new location of the YMCA in Greater Bergen County area. Um, it used to be in Hackensack, um, but sometime last year, it got relocated to New Milford. I'm not very familiar at all with the physical vicinity of New Milford, um, but it is certainly in Bergen County, and that's where this girl is originally from. Um, that's her hometown. And um, according to her Facebook, she currently lives in Manhattan. I was right that she'd gone to Stockton, um, but I was totally wrong about her major. 
it wasn't psychology um it was actually health sciences so i suppose i was pretty close <laughs> um she had definitely mentioned something about having prior experience working with kids and having a career goal in that area so i was kind of close with the whole psychology major thing um she got her bachelor's in health sciences from stockton and that's also where she got her master's in occupational therapy back in 2021 um so roughly the same time she was working at the y with us that summer that's where i learned the name of her actual role at the y camp program director that explains it <coughs> sorry i wasn't initially sure how to explain it but yeah she was definitely the program director she would give the counselors a piece of paper which was an updated version of a certain day camp activities and schedules based on upcoming events and stuff like that um so she wasn't really a counselor per se um she was more so just a program director and she just happened to be closer to us in age someone of our generation whom we could relate to and turn to for questions and stuff instead of directly reaching out to our main supervisor herself and um again the supervisor was the woman who had interviewed me for the camp position via zoom in the first place um so she hired this girl to be the program director and sort of perform the supervisor's duties and stuff yeah hopefully that clarified things for y'all i just didn't know that program director was actually the right name for that role that she was doing <laughs> Um so yeah just that summer was this girl's only time of serving as the program director at the Y camp from September of that year to February of 2022 you know last year February um she served as the site supervisor at the Y's school age child care program I mentioned that before February 2022 Um that was roughly the same time that the Wise location in Hackensack was permanently relocated to New Milford. Um so it's certainly no coincidence at all that this girl's role as the site supervisor ended at around that time. As of 2022, she is now the pediatric occupational therapist at this rehab staffing agency in New York. called therapeutic resources rehab staffing yeah long name but it's certainly an accomplishment for this girl um i'm assuming it's a full-time career um because her experience at the y camp really said it all like that's just impressive to me um i bet the reason she chose to live in new york is because of her new job at that place that i literally just mentioned a few seconds ago <laughs> Um she is definitely on Instagram too. On Instagram, she is followed by two of my fellow peer counselors. Um this one guy who was the lead counselor for the oldest age group of campers called Teen Venture. And um this girl who was the this red-haired girl who was the lead counselor for either G1 or G2 to have the girls group you know girls one girls two one of those two i can't really remember anymore 
Um, but this girl's latest Instagram post was on Thursday, February 2nd, um, which just happened to be my dad's birthday, um, which is basically a selfie or something. Um, she's also apparently followed by some of our other peer counselors, including me, of course. Yeah, I think I've said enough about this girl. Um, she was really great at being the program director and taking charge, being in control and stuff like that. Um, since Kahagan campers were the youngest age group of campers, she would have to project her voice loudly enough in order to get them to pay attention to her. And she would often raise her voice with them when necessary if they like weren't following instructions if they were like talking over her or something etc etc um yeah and she too was in charge of the encore week at camp um yeah just that one extra week at camp from i guess uh, i'm trying to remember from the top of my head uh, let me see Yeah, so from Monday, August 23rd to Friday, August 27th, that was that week of camp was called Encore Week. The one extra week of camp for, you know, the campers who started school a little later, like at the beginning of September or something. So, yeah, this girl being the program director was the one mainly in charge of being at the camp. So this supervisor woman herself was not present, um, but the woman's assistant, you know, the blonde woman with the glasses and this black woman who was the camp director and such, she was the one who was present as well. And also the woman who serves as the school-age child care program director, she too was present. You know, just the three adults who were there leading over us when this supervisor woman herself wasn't present. Um, and yeah, this girl being the program director definitely was the one who called the shots. Like, she herself was the one who signed in the campers, signed them out. Like, yeah. So yeah, that's definitely all I could say about this girl being the camp program director and um my fellow black sister whom I worked alongside with at the YWCA this past summer in our group group B I'm thinking about it right now and this girl just reminded me so much of this girl at the Y right now the program director you know, and just their voices and their ability to get campers to listen to them and everything. Yeah, as the sole counselor of a particular team color in Cahagon, um, unfortunately, I didn't always have the courage to get my campers to follow my instructions or anything, you know, such as that black girl camper whose mom would often remind me to make this girl wear her swimming cap for swimming lessons. So yeah, after the Kahagan team swimming lessons, um, I would literally have to lose my shit with this girl a few times to get her to get dressed, put on her shoes, and to stop fooling around. Um, because we needed to get ready for the next activity on their schedule, which would either be lunchtime or arts and craft with the art specialist girl. And as the sole counselor of a camp group, I couldn't even do that, like... 
But, you know, as the program director, this girl certainly had the ability to get campers to follow instructions and listen to their counselors. I felt like she would have to be the one to get my campers to follow my instructions because honestly, I couldn't even do it on my own. Like, yeah, another quick little YWCA tangent. Um, but I really like that at the YWCA, um, no counselor was ever alone with one group of campers. It was always either two or three campler, three counselors per camp group. Um, you know, depending on who was absent and stuff and willing to fill in for the absent counselor. Um, so, yeah, I really truly like that a lot more than the idea of being the sole counselor of a camp group at the YMCA. Um, there's a striking difference. So, yeah, I definitely have said enough about this girl for now. And now I'll move on to talk more about my fellow peer counselors within the Kahagan team. As I mentioned before, Kahagan was the youngest age group of campers between the ages of 5 through 6. At the time, the youngest camper was a 4-year-old boy um, who turned 5 in December of that year. Um, I talked briefly about him, about what an adorable little thing he was. (laughs) He's black, just like me. (laughs) And uh, one time when I met his mom, um, and that was the only time I ever really met her, um, she told me that they are from New York City or something, so this kid is a New Yorker, which is great. Um, But yeah, at the time of the summer camp program, um, he was four um, so that made him the youngest uh, camper within the group. Within Kahagan, he would be assigned to different team colors during the four two-week sessions. So in some places, he was assigned to me in team blue. Um, the other team colors in Kahagan were yellow, red, and green. And since I was mostly in charge of the blue team, um, this kid was rarely ever assigned to my group um, because he would usually be assigned to green, yellow, or red, depending on the circumstances. So I didn't personally deal with them as a camper within my group. So it just depended, you know, on circumstances. Um, so yeah, the other three counselors in Kahagan with me were these two boys and this woman. Um, they're all Hispanic, I think. At least two of them are. Um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about this woman first um, because she was one of my co-counselors um, within Cahagon um, who definitely let me know that I was in charge of my group of campers no matter which team color I was assigned to, like green, yellow, red, or blue. Yeah, this woman is Hispanic. I think she mentioned that she was either Mexican or Puerto Rican, but I could be wrong. I don't remember anymore. Um, I kind of assumed that she was in her early 40s. And according to my quick internet search, um, my guess was correct. Um, She's actually the oldest counselor out of all of us. Um, I mean, well, I guess if you don't count the black woman who served as the assistant director of camp and after school 
Um, the black assistant director whom I've talked about in the previous episode has often filling in for some of the other counselors, including in Cahagan. Yeah, that woman is in her early 40s, definitely. Um, so this Hispanic woman is kind of closer in age with this woman. So yeah, the Hispanic woman was sort of tough at tough as nails when it came to me specifically. Um, in Cahagan, her primary team color was the green team. Although there had been some times in which she was assigned to the red team or the yellow team. At least one time she was with the blue team and I was with one of the other colors that I can't remember anymore. But if I recall correctly, her main team color was the green team. I liked her a lot, but at the same time, I acknowledged that she was tough as nails with the campers when necessary, and rightfully so. Um, she was very good at getting the campers to pay attention to her and follow her instructions, such as getting dressed quickly and not to waste any time at all when the campers were changing into their swimming suits or changing back into their regular clothes from their swimming suits, you know, at the Cahagan team Cahagan cabin she would give them a specific time to get dressed up and ready and be like you have five minutes you have one minute kind of thing chop chop time's up <laughs> yeah something like that to get them changed quickly and you know not to like waste time at all and so from my private eavesdropping on the conversation between her and another female counselor on the one of the school buses, you know, on the ride back to the Y building, you know, after the camp was over, like we we're getting ready to go back to the Y building in time for the afternoon dismissal. So I kind of overheard this conversation about this woman talking about herself, you know, you know, her personal life being that she was married previously. But at the time during the summer camp program, she and her husband were separated or divorced or something. And I mentioned that she's Hispanic, um, but in the camp employee roster, um, you know, like I would see in my emails, um, she, I see that she went by her husband's last name or married name, which I can tell if it's her married name um, because um, if she went by her maiden name then it would have been more hispanic sounding um so that's definitely her married name that she goes by um so yes her marital status at the time was that she was separated from her husband or something and yeah she has a son who at the time was a nine-year-old boy who was also an enrolled camper at the Y summer camp program so I'm going to talk a little bit about this boy by saying that during the very first or second week of camp, this woman started bringing her son to camp and got him enrolled as a camper assigned to the Cahagan team. And at the time, this boy was placed in Cahagan yellow. Yeah, he was a bit old for the Cahagan um, group itself, but I think that the only reason this woman assigned him to Cahagan was so that she could sort of keep an eye on him during the day. Yeah, and yeah, I think it was about the following day or so that the supervisor suggested that this boy should be a part of one of the three boys groups instead. 
um, B1, B2, B3. So that stands for boys 1, boys 2, boys 3. And since the boy was 9, I think it was assigned to B3, you know, boys 3, which is a group specifically for 9-year-old boys. And so the counselors who were in charge of, the male counselors who were in charge of that group were the ones keeping an eye on this boy. And yeah, he was, he is this woman's only child. This woman said that she herself was the youngest of four siblings and that she and her son live in Hackensack, which is actually pretty close to me in Little Fairy. And so I always wondered how I never even once crossed paths with this woman and her son before. Like, it's such a small world after all, am I right? Like, during the course of the camp program, counselors would often be given the choice to lead over whatever group they wanted. So at some point, this woman had been assigned to one of the two girls' groups, G1 and G2. You know, girls 1 and girls 2. But she was assigned to G1, you know, girls 1, which had initially been my assigned camp group. Um, before the supervisor permanently assigned me to lead over Kahagan. <clears throat> Sorry. I mentioned in the YMCA-related episode that during the first few weeks, I mean the first few days of camp, when I was the counselor for the G1 group, I did not realize that I had the schedule of activities in front of me. So I kind of let the girls feel a bit confused most of the time as to what they should be doing and stuff like that. <clears throat> My idiotic ass didn't think to follow the schedule given to me. But eventually, I did learn to follow the schedule as time went on. And by the time I was assigned to Kahagan's team, I definitely knew what I was doing in terms of following the Kahagan team's schedule based on their assigned team colors. So for me specifically, it's Kahagan Blue schedule, which is different from Kahagan Red, Kahagan Green, and from Kahagan Yellow. So yeah, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that Kahagan was the other co-ed camp group at the Y camp, other than Teen Venture, which was the oldest age group of campers between the ages of 12 through 14, so like middle school aged kids. And yeah, they were the older kids who had the chance to do all the exciting stuff in their schedule of activities, such as boating and archery and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll dive into that some more later. Um, Kahagan and Teen Venture were the only co-ed camp groups, meaning that there were boys and girls assigned to each camp group. Camp groups such as G1 and G2, you know, the girls' groups, and B1, B2, and B3, the boys' groups, were gender-based. And um, I believe I explained all this when I did the YMCA episode last year. I mean, not last year, but back in 2021. But if I didn't explain it then in that episode, then here it is now. Kahagan was the youngest age group of campers, while Teen Venture was the oldest age group of campers. I think I explained that as well in that episode, um, but if not, then there you go.
So during the end of each two-week session, there would be old campers leaving and new campers arriving. When old campers left, it would either mean that they were switching to another camp group or that it was just their final day ever at camp because of the amount of certain amount of days or weeks that their parents had them registered for the summer camp program. I think I mentioned all this before too, but I'm not sure if I did, so just bear with me if I already explained. After the end of each two-week session, counselors would get a piece of paper to fill out during the Thursday staff meetings with the supervisor during our lunch time period. The supervisor was the one giving out these papers for us to fill out to talk about the issues we may have faced while leading over a certain camp group. And during these staff meetings, she would give us her own piece of advice on how to deal with the campers, especially in cases that they were misbehaving or if they misplaced one of their belongings at camp or lost something. Like, yeah. And in the paper that she gave us, she would give us the option to lead over another camp group that we desired. So there was one time that I wrote down that I want to lead over the Gene 1 group again. Gene 1 was my initial assigned camp group, which consisted of eight girls between the ages of seven through nine, and I really liked working with them. All those girls were very sweet, even if I was a bit confused at first and I literally didn't even realize that I had to follow their schedule, which was right in front of me. Um, I felt like I wanted to give myself another chance to do right with them by adhering to their schedule of activities. So when a counselor would fill out the paper requesting to lead over another camp group other than their own assigned camp group, the supervisor would say that she would try to accommodate those requests and changes. And it wasn't just the counselors requesting a group change. Um, We would also have to make note of two or more campers in a particular camp group who were having issues with one another and needed to be physically separated from each other. As counselors, we would have to be very observant of our campers and make mental note of if they were getting along with each other, you know, stuff like that. Unfortunately, it would be one of the other campers' last full day of camp, so the following two-week session after that would consist of a very brand new camper assigned to a particular camp group based on their age and stuff. So yeah, we definitely did have new campers in Cahagan all the time, um, but placed in, you know, different colors randomly. I know I went on a slight tangent, but I guess what I'm really trying to say is that this Hispanic woman had once been assigned to the G1 group. Um, so this supervisor sort of did a switcheroo with both this woman and me, so, because after she assigned me to a particular team color in Cahagan, then she assigned this Hispanic woman, um, who had initially been one of the counselors in Cahagan, um, she had this woman assigned to G1, which was of course my former camp group. Um, I would see that this woman did a great job of leading the G1 group, you know, a much better job than me, in fact. She definitely knew what she was doing when leading those girls. Um, I always loved it when this woman and her 
her group of those girls would walk past me and my Kahagan group and those girls would always greet me, you know, waving and saying, Hi Miss Sarah and you know, I was I would always wave back and say hello to them, like hi girls kind of thing. Which shows them how much they've missed me as much as I missed them. It was super adorable. I definitely trusted that this woman did a great job of leading their group. Um, but on the paper that the supervisor would give us to fill out on Thursdays during our staff meetings at lunchtime, she would write down that she was that she wished that she was leading over Kahagan again. I think she felt like she could be more in control in, and in charge of the Kahagan campers by giving them commands and stuff like that. Um, but I knew she also did a spectacular job with G1 as well. <coughs> Sorry. Giving them commands and everything. On the paper, it was just based on personal preference. And I would also write down that I wanted to lead over G1 again if given the chance. Um, the supervisor would say that she'd, she would try her best to arrange our requests to lead over a certain camp group that we wanted. I'm not sure if it actually ever like came through for me, but I think when the following two-week session came up, this woman finally had a chance to return to the Kahagan group to lead over them again. I was still stuck with Kahagan, which I actually didn't mind at the time because I kind of preferred the idea of leading over a co-ed group. I wanted to maintain that experience of leading over a group of boys at camp as well as a group of girls. I wanted to get that experience of leading over both boys and girls, and Kahagan was definitely that perfect fit for me. One of the other female counselors was permanently assigned to G1, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. And so this woman had... This woman and I had a chance to work together again in Kahagan, but in different color groups, of course. I was mainly assigned to the blue team, and I'm going to say that this woman's team, her main team, was the green team. I could be dead-ass wrong about that, but then again, who knows? I liked working alongside her, but I do have to be honest by saying that there were a few times where she was a bit rough with me just in terms of letting me know that my campers were my sole responsibility and that I needed to pay very close attention to them all the time like pay attention was basically the one thing she would tell me a lot which applied to at least one or two campers within the blue team so at one time it was this one boy who at some point during an activity one time kind of wandered off on his own by walking away from the team um, because he got into a little disagreement with another boy in the group over winning or losing some game. Um, I don't remember, honestly, anymore. Um, the program director girl had to get involved by scolding this boy, you know, just letting him know that you just don't walk away from your counselor like that without, you know, letting your counselor, you know, in this case, me know. Yeah, I definitely did agree 100% that this boy did not have the right to just, you know, walk on off out of the group like that, like, without me noticing. Like, I always tried my very best to pay attention to each and every single one of the campers in the group because there were seven or eight of them. And, you know, it just wasn't fair to me at all that this boy felt the need to just walk on off like that, like, at least without even letting me know about it. 
Like, he didn't, like, go too far, though. He just only, like, went up to the water fountains, you know. Just sort of, like, stood there. Basically. And, yeah, I did understand his anger and frustration. Like, I definitely hate it when I lose a game. And I also thought that the other boy in the group was a jerk to him for making him feel bad about losing the game or something. But, you know, this boy could have at least done better by at letting me know that he was going to clear his head or get some water or something like I really like that the program director stepped in to let this kid know that he should not have done that um and yeah I think she let the made the other boy apologize to this boy for giving him a hard time about losing the game like this girl did not blame me at all though like she's very easygoing which I really liked um but the woman like in the other group the green team like she let me know that I always need to make sure that no matter what, none of my campers wandered off. Like, I mean, I always tried my best. Like, unfortunately, it wasn't like at the YWCA where we had at least two or three um, counselors per group. Um, at the YMCA, it was only one counselor per group. Um, even within Kahagan, one counselor per group based on team colors. So that alone was still a lot of pressure on me personally um like how much more could I supervise each kid and make sure they didn't like wander off on their own and do their own thing and whatnot yeah so this boy was uh a mostly well-behaved camper and he always paid attention to me and always followed my instructions and he was usually the first or second one to finish getting dressed into his regular clothes you know, after the Kahagan team's uh, swimming lessons, like, he literally wasted no time at all getting changed. And I would say that within the group, the boys were usually the first ones to, you know, just get dressed and get ready. You know, unlike the girls with two girls in my group, however, you know, who were a different story. Like, they would waste time playing with each other. Like, you know, this one girl would, like, take eons to, like, put her clothes back on, or, you know, just... And yeah, and then the black girl, you know, whose mom I've told you guys about. So this girl's mom was very nice. And I like that I was able to co connect with the fellow black woman. <coughs> Sorry. So this woman would remind me to make sure that her daughter wore her swim cap during swimming time every single day so that her hair didn't get wet. And this girl was the least behaved camper in my camp group um and almost every day i had to like raise my voice with her to get her to pay attention to me she also had a tendency to kind of stray from the group a little bit um an incident which once got the hispanic woman like really on my case about getting my camp campers to pay um attention to me um, so before I go into that, I want to say that this girl would usually be the very last person to get changed back into her regular clothes after the Team Kahagan's swimming lessons. Um, since we're outdoors like 99.9% .9 of the time, um, this girl would be fully dressed, but you know, she would have yet to put on her shoes, so she would be like barefooted. So yeah, she wouldn't have worn her shoes yet, so I would ask her, where are your shoes? Why haven't you put on your shoes yet? Um, we're not leaving until you until you put on your shoes. 
And it would sort of annoy me a little bit when one of the boys, you know, would ask me what do we have next on the schedule? Like, when are we going to the next activity and such? And I would tell them that the next activity on their schedule, which unfortunately we wouldn't be able to go to unless this girl put on her freaking shoes already and got herself freaking together already and freaking obeyed me and stopped wasting precious time already so that they could go on to their next activity like yeah um yeah i do apologize for the language but you know this just kind of how i felt with this girl on a daily basis like i also didn't like that the campers would including this girl would kind of ask me that like what do we do next like thinking that we're gonna just waste our time doing nothing at all like if not every single one of them was like fully together yet like you know fully dressed back into their regular clothes their shoes on shoes worn properly like shoes tied like you know like this girl is just she would literally be wasting her time like either playing around in the sand or you know just not like putting on her shoes at all like it's like girl we've got to get going like we don't have time to keep fooling around like this like (laughs) and also since we're outdoors this girl couldn't seriously think it's okay or acceptable for her to be walking around the campsite outdoors barefooted like she definitely needed to put on her shoes first before we proceeded to any other camp activity And she had to listen to me because I was the group's counselor and unfortunately the sole counselor. (coughs) Sorry. I would have to like rely on other counselors who were coming over for their own camper group's swimming lessons to help me tell this girl to stop wasting freaking time and just put on her damn shoes already so that we could proceed to the next activity under schedule. And it would work work like a magic charm each time because the girl would eventually put on her shoes. um, But apparently she would listen to other people instead of me, her main counselor. And plus she would be crying about it um, because I would yell. And and the reason I would raise my voice is because my patience would literally be wearing thin. Like, I've been literally been telling you for the upteen time to put on your freaking shoes and to stop with wasting time fooling around and you know what have you been doing exactly that like you've been fooling around and you've been wasting your peers precious time you know by being a few minutes late to their next activity on their schedule which i think would usually include fishing or boating or something But yeah, now I'm going to talk about the time where this woman was kind of harsh with me about this girl wandering off from my group. So, the Kahagon team cabin was located across the playground, and um, immediately right across the playground was the bathroom, a building where where the campers themselves could use the bathrooms in there. Um, there's the little boys section as well as the girls section, you know, for the girls. And so we would have to walk past the playground in order for the campers to use the bathroom. And so this girl, one time, uh, for whatever goddamn reason that I don't think I'll ever understand in 
this lifetime of mine um, felt the need to wander off from the group um, since it was obviously me as the sole counselor for Kahagon Blue um, whenever one person or two needed to use the bathroom um, we still had to go as a whole group um, you know just in case someone else wanted to go as well or even if they didn't want to you know we still had to like go as a group anyway so they would always have to like line up behind me single file line and follow me as I uh, took them to the bathroom and so this girl um, for whatever reason I don't think I'll ever understand in this lifetime um, she felt the need to like run off to the playground and ride on the sweet swings which definitely caught me off guard because I either had amnesia or something but I definitely did not recall telling any of the campers to go onto the playground or to ride on the swings so we were simply going off to the bathroom before we could proceed with the first activity on their schedule which I believe was swimming or something at the time and so one of the well-behaved campers let me know Hey, Miss Sarah, uh, that girl is riding on the swings. And so I legit lost it. So it's like, girl, what the hell were you thinking? Well, I didn't like actually say hell, of course, out loud. But I think that would be the first time I ever directly yelled at a camper. Like, this girl just flat out disobeyed me uh, because I really legit did not tell her or anybody at all to go on to the playground we were only walking past the playground to get to the bathroom but i did not specifically instruct any of the campers to go to the playground or to play on the swings or the slides or toys or anything those were not my instructions at all so i had no freaking damn clue what this girl was thinking or why she would even begin to do that you know just flat out disobeying me and you know I did my very best at that moment to keep an eye on each and every single one of them you know there was all eight of them you know making sure they were all behind me so that they could use the bathroom or wait to the side if they didn't need to use it so I think it was at that moment that this woman was getting her team probably the green team ready for the first activity on their schedule which I believe was swimming as well yeah so if I recall correctly the whole Kahagan team had swimming class as their very first activity on that day so she was lining up her campers in a single file line and so when she saw the girl on the swings um, she kind of flipped out on me telling me to you know quote unquote pay better attention to my kids and, you know, I was just about to, like, tell her, like, lady, I literally am paying freaking close attention to my campers. Only one of them felt the balls to flat out disobey me. Um, because not once did I mention that it was playground time or that anyone should be on the swings or anything. And that girl was literally the only person in my group at the time who disobeyed me. And, yes, I did raise my voice with her and I was really pissed off and... I don't really remember anymore how she reacted, but obviously I don't think she cried or anything at all like she would normally do if she, you know, didn't get her own way. And uh, not to say this out loud or anything, but this girl was such a 
crybaby in that regard. Like, she would cry if, you know, she wasn't getting her way or, you know, just, yeah. (laughs) So the girl, she immediately got away from the swings and I don't think she had to use the bathroom at all. So I think she just waited off to the side with the rest of the campers while some of them who needed to use it used the bathroom. Um, I just wasn't sure why she would run off to the swings like that in the first place. Um, because again, that was not my instruction at all. <coughs> Sorry. I did not say that anyone should be in the playground. Um, there's a reason that we walk past the playground to get to the bathroom. Uh, but that doesn't give you the advantage to like run to the playground if your counselor did not specifically instruct you to do such a thing. Like... sorry again and yeah at that moment I was a little bit hurt on the inside that this woman couldn't see that I was only like trying my best with these campers like I'll just make a quick brief mention of the Hackensack Recreation Center where I worked in summer of 2018 you know by saying that even when I was working there um, I actually worked alongside a male counselor and the female assistant director you know who's this black woman with glasses who i'm gonna assume is in her 40s today yeah i'll talk more about her when that time comes for me to do that episode on the hackensack recreation center um but even then i worked with two or three other counselors in a particular group of children based on their age so for me at the time it was nine-year-olds Right now, those nine-year-olds are probably little preteens. Uh, it's scary to see how much time has actually like gone by since then. But anyway, at the Y, it was just too much pressure on me most of the time, just being the sole counselor of an assigned camp group. I never knew exactly what to do with a camper such as this girl, for one example, just flat out disobeyed me. Like I really didn't say anything about anybody going to the playground at all like that was not the scheduled activity on their list so this girl was definitely in the wrong for disobeying me like that like running off to the playground like that like how did she think she could get away with that like I don't know like I mean I didn't report her behavior to the supervisor at all during the day um because I kind of wanted to let the bygones be bygones and just wanted to see how she would be like in all the other activities and stuff during the day and but yeah I definitely did report it to her mom instead like yeah that afternoon when we came back to the Wyatt building in Hackensack you know for after the camp you know just in time for the afternoon dismissal to sign out the campers and yeah her mom was the one who'd come to pick her up that day so I felt compelled to tell her about this girl defying me this morning like flat out defying me like and so this girl's mom had her apologize to me directly you know for disobeying me you know just you know say sorry to Miss Sarah and yeah this girl did apologize to me like in her best little way that she could and yeah all was forgiven so yeah this woman you know the girl's mom definitely understood whenever I would report her daughter's behavior. Um, As far as I was concerned, the girl was an only child. 
So yeah, even her mom agreed that this girl could be a bit of a handful, even at home. Um, but yeah, I later learned after the end of the Y summer camp program that this girl was involved with gymnastics and dance outside of the camp. And her Instagram account was created and managed and run by her mom. So that was when I started following her mom, you know, after the camp was over and got to see even more adorable posts of this girl, you know, especially on her birthday in October. Let me just say she was a tiny little thing when she was born, you know, just like I myself was a million years ago, you know, just super adorbs, you know, like, I know I really shouldn't be saying something like that out loud, but you know, it's facts, you know? So yeah, anyway, after that whole morning bathroom incident, uh, running off to the playground thing, um, the girls sort of learned to obey me more, you know, while occasionally testing me once in a while to like yell at her. <laughs> so during the Kahagan team's swimming lessons that morning, um, this woman, you know, the counselor apologized to me for being a bit too hard on me and yeah I did accept the apology yeah I also included the fact that you know that's just what this girl does you know just testing out my patience um, because unfortunately she was the least behaved one in the group like and yeah the woman sort of let me know that that's why I need to have a backbone when it comes to these kids you know just making sure they realize that I'm in control of the group, that I'm in charge of them, and that they always needed to follow my instructions and that they must never ever like wander out of my sight. Um, because you know, the Kahagan campers, they're the youngest campers and obviously at their age, it's very easy for them to like wander off from the groups and such. So the woman told me that that's why I always needed to like pay extra close attention to each and every single one of them, even the best behaved ones, <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, I think I've said enough about this woman for now, but overall, um, I really liked working with her. Um, I thought her son was super adorable, and I saw that he fit in pretty well with the other boys in one of the assigned boys groups. Um, I honestly can't remember which exact group anymore, B1, B2, or B3. I think it most likely was B3, um, but yeah, whichever group he was in, um, he definitely seemed to fit in very well with the other boys, and that's for sure. And yeah, I think that's how I'll wrap up this part of the episode for now. Um, by promising to talk more about the other two male counselors in Team Kahagan, whom I mostly worked alongside with, and they both alternated between team colors as well, team red, team green, or occasionally yellow. Uh, it depended, but yeah, I'll talk more about them in the following part, um, because I've said so much in this episode already, um, but I promise to get to as many more of my co-counselors as I can, in the future episodes, um, including the lifeguards, the specialists, the nurses, you know, just all of us who are like closest to me in age. Um, so yeah, I ask that y'all stay tuned to that. Like, if you have any questions, comments, or just general constructive feedback about my show, um, please don't be afraid to hit me up on 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr, um, Pinterest, YouTube, or anywhere else in social media that I'm not mentioning. Um, yeah, I'm very active on Instagram, and I have two accounts. My personal, which is Summer Girl of 97, that's S U M M E R G I R L O F 97, Summer Girl of 97. Um, and my professional, which is Sarah underscore journalist. Um, my name's Sarah with an H at the end of it, underscore, and the word journalist. In the meantime, I wish y'all an amazing week.